everybody. This is Selah, episode nine. Um, yo, yo, yo. We're back. We are back. We're back. Episode eight was totally all over the place, and it was dope. I listened to that thing. I was like, yeah. yeah. We just talked about anything. Come everything through. and everything. And if you haven't heard episode eight or one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven, go back. Listen. Hang out with us. And, uh, yeah. You know. Come hang out. Oh, and we are on um, episode nine now, and we had some <laughs> prior discussions that led into this to this episode about love, love, and all of those things that come under that umbrella. Um, but specifically, I think we're going to talk about relationships and love, and um, being a teen parent, being a current parent, perspective, current parent, but a, a parent <laughs> now in our early thirties. Um, and dealing with love and how to navigate, I think, all aspects of that dating, um, dealing with current relationships, if you are in one. Um, are you in one? Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I have been single, like single, 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 single. <laughs> Linear one. For like some years now. It's been real. It's been a challenge. It's been an upheaval. Um I don't know. I've just life in general has caused me to be appreciative of whatever circumstance I'm in. Um, so I appreciate being single right now. I don't know. I, I I don't not appreciate being single, and by some perspective, single is a strong word. But mm, um, true. I appreciate that I'm finding out who I am and who yeah. I want to be, and I'm finding out what I do and don't tolerate and I'm finding it out through basically mistakes yeah um and I mean not bad like bad mistakes but just here's what I like here's what I don't like here's what I accept here's what I don't accept um but being okay and being uh comfortable in the decisions that I make as I kind of go through it so I was uh I called Coriel and I was like hey I want to talk about love today um I guess I kind of got it from um this is it's the weekend right now um i went to two <laughs> weddings this weekend um one no both of them were uh let me call it like reconciliation weddings uh the first one the the couple literally they started dating in fifth grade uh on and off and now that we are 31 30 and 31 and they got married yesterday shout out to them yeah um it was a, a small, beautiful ceremony, and it was it was dope. Um, but it really kind of had me just thinking, like, wow, this, this all just really happened. And then today's ceremony, um, the couple is a little bit older. Uh, they started dating in 1987 on a blind date, and then they... Uh, I was two years old, girl. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> then they got back to... They lost touch. She had kids. She dated other people, all these things. Um, and they saw each other last year and rekindled and um, they got married today. I don't know exactly how old they are, but, but they're older to have be on a blind date in mm-hmm. 87. So I'll say they're like 50 or something like that. Um, That's but, dope. So both relationships, both weddings are beautiful, um, but both relationships were definitely, um, yeah, that of like leaving, going, living lives and then coming back together. Um, and I was kind of just looking at it from the perspective of what, what does that mean? What does that look like? And, um, even though, well, the one couple, they were younger and came back together, but like no kids were involved or necessarily, um, in either perspective at first. So I guess the, as we often do, I guess I would go back and I, I guess I would ask you like, what, what do you feel like love looked like when you were? 17, 18 years old. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> love period was a, com- I don't know. I would say it was a completely different perspective and in the same realm, um, the same. Um, I felt a lot of lo- loyalty um, to my partner at the time, or which was my husband. It became my husband. Um, I, you know, at 17 or 18, like whoever you're dating, that's your world. Like, everything that that they they 
eat, sleep, drink, breathe. Right. You just are. As long as I saw you do it. Man. Like, that is your life. And he really was. Um, I was blessed. Okay. So my story is, I don't know if I mentioned it before, that I am divorced uh, from my husband. So, but the, the actual relationship started when we were in high school, late high school, early college, uh, when he was my world. And uh, I think if, if, if it goes into, I've learned the bi- biggest thing that I've learned from that situation, if it goes into a positive standpoint, then it really can become and grow into something magical. Um, because, you know, we really went through the trials and tribulations of him being, him being my world, I'm being his world. Like anything I did was just this, this big balloon effect of everything and the same same perspective from his his end as well i'm pretty sure um but and we we went through those motions we were able to kind of conquer those emotions get married have children continue to have children um because we had children before but still continue to have children um and learn how to I don't know, focus those energies that we were putting on ourselves at 16 or 17 or 18 into a marriage. And like I was mentioning to you earlier, how I think after a certain time, when anytime you've been married to someone, no matter how young or old you are, that person becomes your family. Um, So was able to kind of tie that into the fact that you once were my world, but now these, these feelings are maturing into the fact that you are now just not just but you are now my family member um and now i have to respect you and and view and view you in that certain realm um and learning how to deal with that this is awesome but let me just say when we were 17 or 18 (laughs) what was that 2003 2004 2004 2003 all of those things i'm gonna set the scene Musically, because I think music rules the world. Musically, you I have you were Eric, say music. Music, musically. musically. Okay, yeah. You have musically, you have music. Right. Jill Scott, Erica Badu, John Legend. Two thousand four. Yeah. Two thousand three. Right. Two thousand. Everything that we were listening to on the radio was, or or CDs or whatever, was linked to. Being in love, Loving figuring out love, love struggling. Oh, I'm sorry, Lauren Hill. <laughs> struggling together, loving together, feeling together. The best sex you've ever had. Yeah. Like all of those things. Yeah. And I've joked with other people. I'm like anybody that she was dating when uh, when Miss Education of Lauren Hill came out. Like that show forever <laughs> in some kind of way. Like y'all might forever have problems, forever, but ever. but the forever is there. Like true story it was it was a time of we want to figure this out we want to be we want to be in love we want to be happy all these different things but it was a, a time of loving hard like yeah you were loving I, hard, at, oh, hard at that and, point. and i don't know anybody that wasn't if y'all no. were like really together you were together it was a it was a situation man i went i did things <laughs> to prove myself and my love to him um it was a situation it was it was really it was and yeah. it was on both ends like yeah you know, and he did too i wouldn't take we, that we and, went half that on our, like him. we was we were yeah. buying k-swiss and we <laughs> all my business out here and we weren't only getting matching we weren't only going to magic what was the magic photo oh we didn't do that we did we went to magic photo we got the matching or coordinating outfits oh we decided to take it a step further from there we decided as soon as we turned 18 to get tattoos yeah no yeah did that as well like it was (laughs) you are it I am it. You are it to me, and and that was just that before was before y'all went. were before y'all had the baby. Before we had the baby. Oh, y'all just was that. We I considered. That. I ain't gonna lie. I considered, but I wasn't gonna get the name. Everybody considered I, it. I wasn't gonna get. <laughs> I wasn't gonna get the name. I was just gonna get. I was gonna get the baby duck because that meant the same thing. Yeah, that was right. my Everybody thought. Everybody was considering a symbol or yeah. maybe an initial. Or something like that. No, baby, no, no. You was you went hard in the paint. I went hard in we the paint. Are it. And he went hard in the paint. He I actually have to give it to him because he went hard in the paint because there is no more Cariels. 
Like, you know, you can't for change you to brand that. yourself you for Carrier, and it was like right on his shoulder. Like, that's it. Like, somebody sees that. I think there are a few more now, but that's only because my mom used to call my name in the store when she couldn't find me. She'd be like, Carriel. But other than that, like, there aren't many more Carriel. So, like, hey, hey you. That's, my that's me. That's me. Um, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we were the epitome of going hard. I don't and that's know. the other thing. Who who let our parents let us do these things? That is true. Because <laughs> I remember coming home that's and like parenting. doing it and everybody I don't know. 18 was weird and see also I was having this conversation with one of my other friends about parenting and everything and how we have to really guard our children. Um, like 18 ain't, ain't the cutoff. Like you have to really, Today. I'm not saying like you have to like hover over them and do stuff like ha- when it's time for them to go to college, let them have them their little freedom, but let them know that you're still there. Like you can't like completely remove yourself from their life because they will start doing things. And um, 18 is a tricky year. You know, theoretically you are an adult, but you are still a baby and you make decisions based on the fact that Oh, well, I don't have to necessarily get my mom's written consent on this form. So let me go get this tattoo. No, we weren't drinking. No, we weren't smoking. No, we weren't. We weren't. We weren't. And so I think that was because I hadn't, I wasn't doing that. And because I was, I hadn't really done that pretty much before. That was one of my outlets. It was just like, oh, let me go ham in love. And let and me go ham okay, and, right? and it should be okay because I mean, y'all could be, I could be out here like doing drugs and doing all kinds of stuff that college kids my age are doing. But instead I'm going, I'm just doing the extra when it comes to the person that I'm with now. So what could you really say? And I was actually getting encouragement cause and not in terms of the, the tattoos and stuff, but like my grandparents were looking at me like it wasn't even that big of a deal because they were coming from a perspective when they got together, they were 20. They were like 21. Like it was old for, if you were 25 and just meeting your spouse, that was considered old for them. Like for, you know, for you to be coordinating a relationship with somebody. So for me to come up at 18, I'm in school. I'm still doing that. That's still going okay. But I have a very solid relationship with with a male. They thought that was excellent. So there was no counterpart to that. And I think um, a lot of people, I don't say that, I think that kind of old school way kind of affected a lot of people because I think also in the fact of black folks weren't really and still aren't to this present day loving each other like that. So anytime you see black love, quote unquote, and whatever that form that comes in, people praise it. Are we... Are we not loving each other or we just don't see it in that way? Or or even do we just call ourselves something like, I feel like there's other races with family issues. Or, oh, the, everybody or with, has family issues. With the, the grandma and the grandpa yeah. living in two different rooms. Oh, yeah. Just well, like, that's just the way it is. Abner, I don't even think that's an issue anymore. That's just Abner, the here's your dinner. Get the hell away yes, from me. Go to your room. Abner. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the guy named Abner. Abner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I guess kind of the jump gun because that was our perspective then. I, well, maybe I don't want to discount you and what your story was and what you guys did. Oh, I was supposed to talk about. You that. should talk about it. I didn't put. I didn't say it. I had this uh, been branded. Um, yes, you need to. <laughs> my story. Crate. Oddly enough, I was dating someone before I dated him, and and it was, uh, let me tell it, it was a little more crazy. It was like an 11-year-old love, and so that's why I pay extra attention to my children. <laughs> like, yeah. y'all got to make better decisions. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't, like, doing anything horrible or anything like that, but I'm just saying, you got to, um, yeah, I don't know. I, my my story's interesting. So anyway, uh, we get done with the 11-year-old love, and I was just like, I'm not dealing with guys. I'm taking a break. I'm just living my life. Girl. Well, I mean, <laughs> we dated for not like 
We 11, 12, 13. I think maybe I was single when I was 14. Mm. I mean, that's the year to be free. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was single. Um, this makes me very nervous. I have an 11-year-old. That, that's why I ask my kids so many questions, because it don't take much to be retarded. Um, and shout out to people that are special needs. I didn't mean it in a, in a bad way. I'm just saying. So, um, I started liking this guy. He was awesome or whatever. I'm st- I'm talking about the 11 year old love, right? The 11 year old love. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, he's super cool. He, he get in trouble. He gets in trouble at school, but I'm gonna help him fix his life and all this other stuff and we started liking each other and then we kind of we just started hanging out and we didn't hang out that much because how could you possibly really be in a relationship right, when you're 11, 11 but we talked on the phone all the time nervous. and all this stuff I don't even know I as I'm sitting here I literally we talked like every other day and I just really don't know it's just how all this happened right now, like, we didn't we didn't go to the same school where did you meet him that's too much information. Oh, hell. <laughs> I need to go home and wrap my loving girl. Like, um, you sleep with me from now uh, on. Forever. Forever. Um, now, he went to my... He went to my cousin's school. And we met at a party. But anyway. He doesn't go to parties. He won't. Yeah, like, you know, people was... Life was fast and loose back then. So I think what you mentioned and all of that, way. we need to um, take into account the different times that we were living in as kids and how we're raising our kids in now. Because uh, you were like, and I think that applies to like everyone, like our parents, <laughs> our parents had more, were more relaxed. And how they were raising us. Our parents were more relaxed. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we had some technical difficulties over here. Our parents were more relaxed and how they were raising us because it was a different time. Um, so we were, yeah, we were, were they able relaxed? to go. I had, my mom was, was like this. Not the strictest, like don't do stuff, but the strictest. We didn't, we didn't get out the house. I much. mean, like Chance's song <laughs> applies to my life between twelve and thirteen, real what strong. What song is that? What, what song is that? I don't. You know, I'm not Chance.org. That's not my Chance. That's not my calling. Chance.org. Yeah. Um, going to the rink and skating at the rink. Oh like, yeah, my mama didn't. That let me was go to that. that was my life. Um. I so I think like and we found ways around that like my mom didn't know necessarily that that was she didn't know at all that that was what I was doing that I was going to the rink even if she found out that I was going to the rink she you know logically would assume that I'm skating no I'm not oh, no. my mm-hmm. mom was not yeah. crazy that's why she didn't let us go <laughs> I never went to Route 66 I never yeah, went, I went to, to the Route rink. 66 rink. I, I rarely would go to the movies of people we I didn't go to Hollywood. I would go to I was, movies I, I would, would do all of that I would do all of that and somehow within my shelter I still managed to get a yeah that's I think there's a balance because like you can't like completely shut your kids off well, it wasn't like a conversation. Like, Ma, I got this boyfriend. I just snuck. Well, to no, the other it's phone. never a conversation. And it would start, you know, as a three-way call, and then right. the other person would right would just get eventually off get off the phone, and then it's just you and him, and then it's like, hey. But I remember the first time, like we got older. By the time eighth grade hit, well, I would feel free to call the the person's house. What makes me even more scarier is the fact that, and I felt like she was calling. They me a hussy. still people had still had some layers to get through because we had you had to call your yeah you had to house. call the house. Like nobody, ha- my daughter has a cell phone right now, which took me some time to really grapple and my figure out. My kid don't have one no more, thank God. I, it took me some Shout time. Out the to only Jesus. reason why I did it was because Shout out the tech technology Jesus. Man, <laughs> only reason why I did it is because there are no more, you know, pay phones. That's just obsolete now. And the fact I, I don't, I, so I'm not able to pick her up from school every day. I have to rely on somebody else to do it. J- and. You also have to she deal with the other the elements. Other, the, the grown-up's phone. I just, I don't want her to walk up to I'm anybody and even ask I'm not to do that. You. You, I just don't do even want, 
I want you to keep your phone. And, and also, like, in the back of my mind, I have all these, and it might be extreme about the the girls, like all of these missing girls going up in D.C. and shit, the, the preteens and the teenage girls that are missing now and going into sex trafficking and stuff like this shit That's is it. real. And I'm like, I need I need a play. I need something that I can like, it hey. It's an episode about love. <laughs> it is. We're going to come back to it. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, that's the reason why I have the, I've given her the phone. Okay. And, and, and I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that. I, my kid had a phone. She doesn't have it right now. She might get it back one day. We'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we'll talk. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, there's no more, I was saying all that to say there's no more way to, um, <laughs> to call. <laughs> there's no more way to, to call the house phone anymore. And, like, to, the, the, you know, the kind of the, the, scareness of calling the house phone and getting your mom or getting the person's mom or father's answer like who's this who are you calling for that's all gone <laughs> um any other way yeah no there there are no different layers or, or barriers in the way of, of kids and cell phones these days or any no. of us and and our goals, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my nervousness just overall um, with cell phones and kids and all these things. But back in the day, 90 whatever, I successfully had a boyfriend and mm-hmm. successfully had a stressful life. And um, all those <laughs> stressful things. Stressful life <laughs> equal to boyfriend. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was He was the only stress. I created it. And... Um, I don't know, just kind of lived in that. Then um, we broke up. Of course. Yeah, I wrote him a long poem. Of course you about did. About how, how we was not Because you at this point are like 12, right? 13? I was thir- yeah, 13 and a half. Yes, that was definitely a poem to be. Yeah, but it was a real poem. Like, <laughs> of course. No, no longer will I deal with your twisted <sighs> lies. Like, that was how I started twist- poetry. How many twisted lies could you have had at he had a lot of problems, and so <laughs> I learned a lot of problems from him. Well, that's, yeah, and well, so then I, I mean, dealt with twisted lies. Twisted lies at 12 or 13. I'm Unfortunately. Sorry. That's why I tell people, don't just underestimate what your kids are doing. That's true. I wasn't doing I mean, again, this was not, it, it might have been worse. And I, I definitely was not physically doing anything, but it might have been worse because I was, you know, mentally invested in this other person. So with we, you being mentally invested at 12, do you think that's something that still uh, can be applied today? To like my at, life? Like right now being... Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to keep it a little bit surface, but yeah, if we we can come back to it because I'm just trying to, I guess, just to finish out the conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I ahead, mean, no, yeah. no, just to finish out like yeah. how I came. So we stopped talking finally, probably around 13. I think I was single at 14 or something like that out here in these streets and uh (laughs) somewhere around there life i went to high school and then changed high schools and then life got whatever then around 16 i um met the the love of my life life. um we had some harmony yeah friends um (laughs) Yeah, and I remember saying stuff like, you are nice to me. Mm. Silly girl. Mm. He was nice. He was super nice. And I really loved him and respected how nice he was to his mother and how dope he was to his grandmother and all this other stuff. And I was just like, dude, it's cool as ever. And we're going to date. And so then we started dating. And it it was flowers and rainbows and just a few problems. Just and then, <laughs> um, just but it was not, it was not, none of it was anything like that previous eleven through thirteen situation, which is insane. Yeah. And um, then uh, we accidentally had a baby. But oh, but before that, like it was really like quintessential. Like we wrote each other letters and bought. He bought flowers often I for no reason. Just to throw a quick tidbit in, um, that's one of our main focuses, of course, is to outreach and, and try to reach out to as many people that are in a single parent or teen parent situation. Is that 
folks just weren't out here just doing whatever. Like a lot of times, no, especially at that at a that age, monogamous we're since like devout to <laughs> let love, me go. Not let I, I don't even need to go to I my church. You. Let me find my Catholic school church so I can pray to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph about your life. Not Mount Vine. Like mine doesn't even matter right now. Just just about yours. Like, uh, the let me the other person. The other person. I pray. I've. I yeah. prayed for like some we people. were in like some very heavy relationships, and then not only that, like I had, I had boy best friends, and I prayed for them, mm-hmm. and I had girl best friends I think that's too. A but lot I mean, of it was just like a, is just like oh well, you got like especially now in hindsight as a parent looking at the situation, you don't necessarily have to be just so worried about your kids being out here doing whatever with whomever. It's those real deep relationships. That you have to be concerned about. Because at 16 through, I would even put 21, (laughs) you would, if you're in a a relationship and that's like your one, you are willing to give your all. Fire came. Everything. Fire Fire came through my spirit one day. I was just like, whoa, I don't want, I'm not this person. So anyway, um, uh, yes, we used we would write letters and we hung out all the time and we would go half on the K Swiss and uh, shout out to all, all these different things and we were just we were great and then we found out we were pregnant and we were interesting, um, but but it changed my perspective on what what love was and what it looked like and yeah. we all have our faults are created just I don't know. Again, the conversation. When you turn 18 and you, y'all you were like all of these things and then every perspective changes. Um, not the perspective of love, but the perspective of now we have to take care of another human and and now things are just different. What does this all look like? Um, and from there, it... Uh, I don't know. It just... I wasn't sure if I knew what love was anymore besides being able to love my daughter because I just I felt like I had to give her everything I didn't have mm-hmm. time to have yep. have or be anything like we definitely stopped kind of establishing our relationship at that point right uh, we were just parents and and I think that that can take a toll on things oh, definitely. Um, I also was just trying to prove people wrong whether they actually cared or not yep. I was just like I have to figure this out I have to do these things and so I just went hard for you know, making sure that I finished school and hard for making sure that I was going to work and all this other stuff. And then there was a small part of me that also just wanted um, an outlet. And so, because I wasn't necessarily getting all the things that I wanted needed from being this, this these parents anymore. Cause it was just like, you know, when it was just right. you two, you didn't want or need that much. But if you did, it was like going to Chili's or Obi-Wan. Making sure, yeah, like making sure we <laughs> were able to do all the, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like that. And so once it, once you really did have problems, and you really did have stuff going on, and you really did and have, have a lot diapers. of conversations with people. For me, it was just like, who, who is not in this, who is not in this problem realm right now, where I can just be able to relate to to something and anything that is that is not this situation, and it just um, it created. I think being new parents at any age um, puts a strain on a relationship. And it's especially if nobody is nurturing y'all. No, because it was Because no. it became like, this person did this to you. Right. Yeah, I was immediately victimized once I became pregnant. And I didn't pregnant. ask to be. And I didn't ask to be. I like, y'all do know <laughs> that I wasn't like it might not have tied down. This wasn't arranged marriage or anything. Like, this was mutual. But it was hard for people to grapple the, with the fact that Cariel is sexually active. She's not. wantingly sexually active. No, no. And um, now this is the byproduct of that. Um, yeah, I think all of those things that you just said were ex- exactly correct. <laughs> like I said before, it's hard becoming new parents at any age, but especially when you are a teen where you're still viewed as a child yourself but you're living these adult dynamics um and that you don't even realize that you're living these adult dynamics 
until the baby is there. And then you have to figure out not only how we should get $60 together for the week so that we can go to Obi-Wise, but so now that we got to buy uh, diapers and doing that and how our presentation looks when we go into the store together, how everybody's going to view us. I think that a lot of those things. That was crazy. That was so crazy. I think a lot of those things led us into marriage. I remember being 20, I think we were. I got married when I was 20. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, we were we went to out to dinner, and our daughter was like one. We only had one child at that point. And um, I remember we sat down, and I put my coat down, and the lady behind us, my husband was like, at the time, was like, I put my coat down, put the baby in the car, in the, the high chair and everything, got situated. And he was like, the woman behind us, older white woman, was like, oh, well, at least they're married. And that, because he had on his ring, I had on my ring, and so, like, that was what she came about. That made us feel some type of security in the situation Good. that we had already Someone done. Approves of Somebody this. approves of us right now. I think for a lot of those reasons, that's the reason why we made the decision to, to get married. It was like, well, you, it was kind of that old school, you know, realm. You've made the bed, now you got to lay in it. And, um, yeah. That didn't. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it did, for me, it wasn't. That wasn't the first thing that I thought. I know, I don't know. I didn't have any expectation. I don't feel like I had any expectations to get married. Like I nobody thought, was expecting that of us. But I, I knew that like it was a, it was interesting, well, and our, we weren't our, sure. But our equation was that we really loved each other, and so Me. marriage wouldn't, it shouldn't have that big of an effect because right. like we really love each other. If even if we're feeling these pressures from the outside world to do this, it should still be okay. Cause like I love you, and like I love you, so like it should be all right. And I think that I did things a lot of ways opposite of a lot of young parents do. Um, I'm grateful for it because it did give me a different perspective on it uh, in terms of how to love and where to love and how to extract that. Uh, but yeah. It, at 18, I think the point that the, we all are getting at this at this matter is that 18 or 19, 20, 21, you don't know who you are. And there we have it, kids. It was, <laughs> yeah. Um, so love in that it was a it was definitely an adolescent love. It was a love coming from, I don't. To me, it was a, a love coming from seeking uh, either not necessarily seeking approval but also maybe just seeking independence like yeah i'm i'm not a kid anymore i'm not doing this other stuff and this person is my equal and i yeah. feel good about this yeah so we're kind of just gonna go with it from yeah. there and um yeah it was it was interesting. to have somebody stand your ground in that like i'm i am who i am you can't take that away from me and now i got somebody to stand beside me and saying that same thing so yeah what else? Uh, no, no. It was something else about Lynn. Um, yeah, I don't know. When you, when you guys, after you guys got married, did you feel y'all you know, like y'all were closer together, or it started to drift you guys? No, I actually at that point, at that matter, I felt, I felt, I don't, I can't answer for him, but I felt like, you know, like I mentioned earlier about him becoming officially a part of my family. And what that meant, and um, taking a, I would know to this day now, like looking back in hindsight, really, really what that meant, and what that means in terms of, <laughs> yeah, you got those family members. They may not be all the way right, but you got a family member like that's your family. Um, and he still is. I won't take that away from him. But at that very moment, at eighteen or nineteen. It brought us closer together. It made us feel more established. Okay. It made us feel like we were taking the right direction. Because like I said before, we loved, we truly at that point loved each other. And so we did, we also felt very, um, what do you call it? Empowered by being different because we were like the only ones who were 
like people were having babies, but we were the only ones in our eyes that had we had a child, but we really loved each other, and we we really made that known by taking the next step. Y'all thought y'all were revolutionaries. We thought we were re- <laughs> all of that revolutionaries and everything standing at that altar. Okay. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, it could have been like looking in hindsight. And I've seen, and other couples were actually doing the same thing. I had, I, I followed somebody on Facebook that I went to high school with, and um, him and his wife have been together since pretty much the same age, like 20. They're still together right now. They have four kids, all girls. Shout out to them. Um, and they're still together. Like, they're still rocking. They celebrate their 10-year anniversary, and now I guess they're moving into their 11 or 12. And they're still, like... I mean, I don't know what all the background story is because, you know, we're just going based off of social media. But I know that from there, nobody has, uh, you know, not recognized the other person in that time. So I'm going to assume that they've been together this entire time. A family, a group, two two people in my class that sort of did the same thing. I guess she had her kid right around the time that I did, but Mm -hmm. they got married. Okay. And they uh, they're still together, going strong, and yeah, celebrating. And they're one of my favorite couples. That's I just believe it's dope because I we were on the cup for my personal situation. We were on the cups cusp of that. I um, separated not too long after that divorce, and we were at like seven or eight years um, into it. So to see people who have propelled beyond that, um, man. There's nothing but love and recognition for you all, cause like, any I first of all anybody who has a, a good going strong relationship and a good going strong marriage, there is nothing that I can give to you but ultimate love and positive uh, positivity, uh, because I know how hard that is, and I know if you are working to maintain maintain that, then it's taking some true effort from both parties. So shout out to y'all and I'm not making that seem I hope I didn't make that seem like it's just like <laughs> so, so hard <laughs> but you know it's it marriage is work relationships are work and so anybody or any parties that are invested in that and make a true commitment to that then I have nothing but positive recognition to give you yeah the, the second wedding it took a moment to say Fast forward into president, present, president, well, present, future. Today, um, <laughs> he reread the scripture of he who finds a wife finds a good thing. But he also just talked about how if you're not willing to actually put in the work, sacrifice, and really be about the business of making sure that both of you are good and that you're good in God and all these different things, you're not going to last. And so, people that have made a conscious decision to put their own selves aside and become one I think is just really a huge thing especially when you're that young yeah and able to see the bigger picture yeah and even though yeah um we have divorced and moved on I I appreciate I I would not um regret being married because I wouldn't, I wouldn't regret being married for the simple fact of that 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 responsibility that we took even at that young age made each other ingrained into each other's families. Um, he is now part like he's now part of my family, and there's there that is what it is like. And I I appreciate the fact that we were able to even at that young age take that recognition and make that step into ingraining ourselves into the responsibility of that um, so that now it is bigger than that's just my baby daddy or that's just my baby mama. Like, you know, we are we are on more than one level inter, interconnected with each other. And that's just the way it is. No matter how, where we, you know, and I'm not saying that to say like any type of other connection, but that's, you have, that, that comes with maturity, recognizing who, You've, and that and that may not be the, the situation for everybody, but whoever you've procreated with, if you've had a baby with them, they're part of you. Mm-hmm. 
you have to realize how you're going to handle that and how you're going to live with that throughout the rest of your life and your children and your grand and your children's children. Absolutely. And no matter how young or old you are, but that decision you made to lay with somebody and procreate with somebody, what is the backstory behind that? And that's going to make it either easier or harder to deal with the decision that you made. I'm not sure the backstory, but for every situation <laughs> in in my life, we didn't necessarily consciously decide to have kids, but everything came from a, a place of love, and we were in love, and we wanted to make sure we still wanted to make sure that our, our children know what love is and what it looks like and all the other stuff, even though we don't necessarily have all the concepts. Right. Um, which kind of brings us more forward. So do you have the same perspective of love? I, I think at 18, my original idea of love, one, was a lot more extreme. Yeah. It was also uh, extreme and manic, I would say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely. Um, it was also a lot more um, contingent upon... I don't know. I we was going to say it was more contingent upon like you do this and I'll exchange and do that. But I think that might be like now. And then, more, yeah, right. I was about to say. And then and we also had to deal with um, postpartum and being 19 and or 18 and dealing with that or those extreme emotions. Um, and then trying to, to deal with the relationship as well. But those, I think, yeah, like you just said right now, all of those are extremes. Like, that causes the, the issue of I really love you or I really hate you right now. Um, and that all plays into to that particular scope and time. But now as we move in present day, so, again, speaking on my position, now that I'm single, 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 single. Been that way for quite some time now. Um, how that's allowed me to... So, okay, backtrack. I know people say it all the time, but there is a reason, and I've said it too. There is a reason why people tell you to wait to have kids. There is a reason why people tell you to wait to get married and really find out find who you really want to, because you do have to find yourself. Um, the biggest lesson I've learned in being single, 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 single is um, really learning who I am and learning what my wants and my needs are still trying to figure that out still being be, and there are layers to that like you have to go through the layers of being um, angry and mad about your previous situation getting over that healing from that and then being able to be open and receptive receptive excuse me to um, how things work now things work differently than they did back when we were 18 or 19 also adjusting to that because the last time I really dated so I've been I've been single now for like four or five years now. Yeah. I also looking at it as putting into perspective that whatever was happening when we were eighteen is not, not what, now. Right. It's That's not what I'm now, saying. but it's also yeah. what is not what was happening when I like our grandparents. Were oh 18. God, no. Yeah. Because they so. might have had three kids by then. Right. Exactly. And they didn't have the concept of like once you got married, you were married. Like that was it. So whatever you were dealing with you just dealt with taking problems to the bathroom <laughs> man um but so yeah we're dealing with multiple different dynamics now and it's created a different um dating situation but, that but those we are faced with like our grandparents was important because that was that you gotta was take everything most, into account it was that was our most recent yeah. or most current idea of what to, marriage looked like well that's what we were talking about earlier before we actually started recording today was about um the difference between our grandparents and our parents a lot of our parents, we don't want to talk about it, but a lot of our parents came from uh, single parent. A lot of us came from single parent households and situationships and things like that. And that was completely different than our grandparents who were predominantly married. And um, were, no matter how happy or non-happy the marriage was, they stuck it out. They played specific roles within the marriage. And that was the end of the story. Um, after that generation went on glory, the next one, you know, played out a different story. 
I don't remember out of all of my group of friends, um, anyone, there was one, one group, one sister and brother whose parents were married and in the house and living together. Everybody else, out of, and this is speaking from the perspective of our parents, everybody else was single. We were all coming out of single parent households that created a different dynamic and created a different perspective of how relationships should work. Um, I did not have an ideal layout of how a positive relationship should work just because it wasn't there. Um, and that's nobody's fault. My father did everything he could do. My mother did everything she could do. But they were operating as single parents, not as a married couple um, or a, you know, together couple trying to raise kids. So, yeah. I also think that also led into one of our, me and my um, exes, one of our reasons for us to get married. Because it was like, our parents didn't do this shit. And we... We knew, and at that at that particular moment in time, that we didn't want our kids to face the same obstacles that we faced as being raised by single parents. I don't know if that was wrong or right. I don't know. Like I said before, I don't erase. I don't erase anything that we did. I think we did things off of base, you know, our right decisions. But now that leads, you know, people grow. People grow there, differently. Everyone grows in, in different ways. So yeah. What is what does love look like for you now? Like, if if the perfect guy, and I mean all the I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, I'm really just trying to figure out myself. I really want to. I've learned, if anything else, that I want to be in a position that I am completely recept receptive. Um, to the next gentleman that comes along that's going to be my spouse. Um, I don't know what it... I, I know what it looks like in, in terms of being positive. I One thing that, again, that I've learned and respected from being married before is knowing that um, what it could look like if a marriage works out positively. So I think that's the only thing I, I'm, I'm hoping to gain. Like, from whatever... I, you know, we've all written down in our, mo- in our notebooks what, like, he has to be 6'2". He has to be, you know, fully employed. He has to be this, he has to be this, he has to be that. And I don't know. The notebook has disappeared over the years because at this point, I just need to be whole and ready for whomever God is sending my way. Yes, but they need to have the same things coming to the table with us being cute. You can be previously broken, but you need to be fixed. Yeah, you need to be fixed now. I, if you're not going to be fixed, then be open to oh, be fixable. Or, right, yeah. yeah. Be open to be fixable because I'm open. Like what? I, so that goes into the kind of the hindsight of the whole point of the, this conversation is no matter how, how young or old you are, um, whomever your spouse is or your partner is for them to be on the equal playing field as you are equally yoked so if i'm working on trying to make sure that i am whole and holistic and ready for you then i hope you're doing the same thing for me it doesn't mean that you have to have everything checked off on your list but if you're working towards that like i'm trying to work towards that then that's all i can ask for i just need that late leading into present day right now <laughs> um what i'm looking for is yeah someone who is evenly yoked um someone who has generally speaking the right intentions that i do um has goals at all and <laughs> and it's like yeah i know i got issues but i'm trying to work on them are you like you I know you pretty much I just and like everybody because everybody does have issues it's like I know you got issues too are you trying to work on yours right so that's the conversation that we're going to have nothing is ever going to be perfect at all never say never I wouldn't say never say ever but like if everything's perfect then you've reached you know you've reached it you've reached the top so where do you go from there like everything is a learning curve everything is a struggle i mean that struggle but everything is a 
how do I make myself better? Like if you re- if you realize that if you think in your mind that you are it, there's nowhere you don't have anywhere up to right, go. No growing. Right. So learning I mean living is learning. Learning is growing. So if you think you've reached reached the plateau, then what you here for? True. Um my perspective on love now as opposed to then. I think I was a lot less selfish then than I am now. Hmm. Yeah. I even had to learn to be selfish. I felt like I was very like, we'll try to figure it out, we'll try to figure it out, we'll try to figure it out. And um, sometimes it wasn't nothing that needed to be figured out. It just needed to be a better situation. Yeah. Um, But being young like that, Again, you're going off of what you see and what you right. hear and all these right. different things and and every relationship that I seen had uh, seen like around my parents house and my grandmother's and all that other stuff it was just like a accommodating like whatever you need we'll figure it out whatever you need we'll figure it out no matter how good or bad or detrimental or whatever that was uh, to your psyche but the other part of that was I'll figure it out kind of based off of other stuff and people that we saw the Cosby show was out uh, yeah. I'm like okay the, the scary part is when you say that is um, we'll figure it out what does that really mean and how badly is this going to impact me well for me it was a we'll figure it out until the wheels fall off. <laughs> right. Whether we got married or not. And this isn't that conversation like, oh, we had a bad relationship. Like, no, we had fun. People used to hang out with us. We were okay. But it was just a lot. Um, so anyway, today is today. I think, again, I'm more, I don't even know if I said it yet. I think I'm more selective where I ask a lot more questions or I'm, my standards are at a... You're more guarded? Mm, yes, or if some say jaded. <laughs> I'm, jaded, uh, guarded. All I, sit, I sit quietly a lot more and in reflection because I feel like I've... Um, I've, so, cre- I've created I've created hurt maybe somewhere in there yeah, he's yeah. created hurt somewhere in there we did not get married but it didn't matter <laughs> um, for our situation we were very much in love very much just trying to figure stuff out and so now today um, I just want to yeah I want to approach a, a situation Oh, that that is not. It doesn't seem uh, like it's coming from a place of being dependent on one another. Right, right. And not not dependent like you have my back to get into the car, the garage, or buy some groceries, but dependent like that whole conversation of saying someone completes you. Yeah. Now say what you want, but when I when I was eighteen, I felt like that. Like yeah, most you, of you finish my sentence, you make this all better you make the world worth living and so I'm gonna try it and if there was ever was a disappointment it was literally like a burst bubble mm-hmm. like oh my god the world is over you didn't live up to the standard that I thought that you were going to live up to in my mind yeah and so I'm more real I'm more realistic in a lot of ways I'm more realistic in higher standards but I'm also realistic in the idea that people are are actually human true and uh, we all have issues and feelings. And I'm also realizing that guys have more issues and feelings than I possibly <laughs> do. Yeah. Oh, but, to be the maybe, fly on the wall before be this a, podcast. Not, not, might not be uh, willing to discuss it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, a guy that is uh, willing to discuss 
any and everything and kind of just create. I don't think fem- like the way things are set up now is that we all have we have a different role that we have to play. Same kind of mechanism that our grandparents went under in terms of how the roles they had to play. Um, but the stories that are behind it, neither one of us are talking. Right. Like, it's not, I think, like, even when we said in this podcast before, is us opening up and breaking down those walls and those, you know, those precursors that have been set up in terms of what you're supposed to be as a black woman, what you're supposed to be as a black man. Those things, like, rang true. Like, even when we we talk to the opposite sex, Um, it's still with that prelude of what our stereotype is supposed to be. I'm the strong black woman. Yeah, in so many different I ways. got it all on my back. And however I approach you is how it's been designated pre, I hate to put it out there, but pre, um, what is the Real Housewives oh. has dictated to me. So that's how I'm going to talk to you. And right. you should respond in that way. Whatever you... So that goes back to saying whatever you feel like in turn. What my grandmother used to tell me, if it don't feel right, then it ain't right. No matter what, whom or what around you is telling you differently. If it don't feel right to you, then it's not right. Now, if that's the way that you work, then that's the way that you work. But if it ain't, whatever that person, whether it be a friend or a romantic interest or anybody, if they're not presenting something toward you, towards you excuse me that's not right then don't entertain it right um i think that's hard for us now because things are so open things are so interconnected because of technology um and other things and just the way of the world the way the world works now it's like we live in a world where except me for who i am four-year-olds can call their mom and dad right right has to be a reasoning technique. Like, my mom and dad are so sad. It's real out here in these streets. <laughs> um, dating in terms of love has been very interesting in my years of doing so. Um, there are a lot of precursors that men have towards women. There are a lot of precursors that women have towards men. I think the stereotypes have just been set out and people feel comfortable in living by them. And um, if you... If you feel like you need to do things differently, then do things differently. Don't do things just because your friend jumped off the bridge doesn't mean that you have to, too. Um, So, like, if you feel like this ain't right, then don't go right. Like, don't don't go towards it. Don't steer in the direction. Um, Just because my biggest takeaway at, at this whole conversation is just because the way things are the way they are. And they are very more, they're very much more complicated in dating. Uh, they're very much more complicated in getting to know people. Uh, but you don't have to fall into that grid. Like, just don't. If, 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 it's, if you're like, I still have standards, I still yeah. want to live by those standards, then in, adhere to those standards. Don't let what the present day is doing dictate or alter the way that you feel comfortable in doing things. Very true. It's hard, and it's very hard because now you do have the the uh, element of technology, and people can just slide into. Nobody is courting. Nobody has to show up and call your mama's house to figure out if you're home or not. They can text you. Hell, if they've texted you once before and you shared your location, then they have all of your business <laughs> going for from this point on. So like they can figure out, yeah, she ain't really messing with nobody. No, he ain't really messing with nobody. He can come holla at me. Um, like all of those things are set into play. Everybody's talking. Nobody is in a relationship anymore. Like yes. these definite milestone stones have not been defined or not being defined anymore. But if you want to define them, then it's up to you to change it. Right. If you don't want to be with nobody who wants, if you don't want to be in a situationship, if you don't want to be talking to someone, mm-hmm. then don't. It's hard. And I'm not saying that to say like, oh, well, it's just that easy just to make those decisions. 
it's hard. It's going to come with a lot of backlash and stipulation. If you want to be out here and just have fun, okay. If you don't, then you need to set forth these standards in order to adhere by. Because you're not going to attract anybody that you don't really want to be in your life if you don't set these standards in place. So I think that's where it leads to today. I don't know what else to say about that. What else to include? I think that's it. (laughs) We can stop there. We can stop there. Okay. I think we're going to hit on a lot of more things as we can do love. conversations or finish up love because I, I guess I want to kind of move from there and talk about um, it's several things. Man. The, the different dynamics like what's your what's your personality or even not even your personality what your um like your family archetype, what your family archetype kind of said about how you approach relationships. Definitely. And I mean, we always go over it, so and we can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk so about <laughs> that. And quick, quick jump in is I think one thing that we have to face. Um, I hope that maybe one of these future episodes can reach young mothers um, specifically. Is uh, just young women. Period. Women. Period is the notion I think we are fearful of being by ourselves. I was just about to say, fine, fine being by yourself, but for Indefinitely. Me, for me, it was like, am I enough now that I have these kids? Let me throw that out there. And hey, if I set these standards, does that mean is that, that I'm going to okay? be by myself yeah. from now until eternity? Yeah. And raising these kids raising and taking kids. care of these kids from by myself from now into eternity because I've set standards. If I don't allow him or whoever to, Whomever. Just, to just be whatever, be wh- whatever. Level of their life they want. Like, let me just, he can come over this one night because then I might mean that I can lead into something else. Um, and that something else could mean that I'm not by myself. And I'll, I think, yeah, there's a lot set of conversations to have. Right a lot there. of conversations to have about single mothers, um, young mothers, and dating specifically and how that plays into when you go on that first date oh what are you interested in x y and z oh yeah and i also have three children how does that just (laughs) how does that just deter the whole conversation from there um so yeah there are a lot of elements that we can go i think this is a good umbrella to to go in Mm -hmm. and to um to conquer that those topics within but we'll do that, and it will be great. We were, um, I guess, yeah, the last thing, just talking about how I felt like once I decided I was in love back then, it was it was extreme. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily I'm like, you know, Elvira, going to hug you and love you and kiss you forever, but it was just like if I told you I love you, I decided that that's what I, I felt, and I was going to try to figure us out, and it was, it was us against the world. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I got to college and started taking communication classes, I realized I was crazy. <laughs> well, you at that point you just figured out I need to, I need to figure out who I am. That, but no, not originally. Originally, oh really? Originally, it was like how I was trying to get out of school faster, so it was just mm. like you know dealing with actual school stuff and I kind of put us on the back burner I was just like we are what we are but if I heard anything or something struck my accord with me or something that's kind of how okay I got stuff done but it was just like after one or two or a few arguments and stuff I was just like well I think maybe I'm not doing this right I think that going forward that we could possibly break down uh, upcoming conversations in the fact of how we can be young and parents and live, how we can be young and parents and still try to study and be Hillman graduates. Um, (laughs) Yes, Hillman. um, All of those dynamics play into parenthood and play into 
being young and being a parent. I think that we, again, going back to the main purpose of this podcast as a whole, is to make you feel secure in being a parent. Make you feel, sec- feel secure in making the decisions that you are making um, in being a parent and being in a relationship or otherwise. Um, so I just hope he, everyone feels okay. You know, I don't right. want to feel make people feel like if they have an opportunity to be a parent, live, <laughs> there are multiple dynamics that we're talking about, but being a parent, live, date, love, that they should feel guilty, that they should feel um, excurted from that, that they should feel obligated to that. We need to throw all of the hidden conversations that we're not having. We need to bring them to the forefront and have them and make everybody feel okay because that's going to be the bridge to healing. Okay. So, episode nine, still kind of random, but (laughs) I think our most focus was on love this time. Yes, it was. Um, I don't even know. It was kind of like establishing who you are, who you were. Loving yourself. Yeah. Love. Yeah. still love. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a part two of this next week. I think we should do a part two. Yeah. Yeah. A different Maybe bring us some male perspectives on that part two. Yeah. All right. (laughs) 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 On that note, this is episode nine. Selah. Selah. We're out.